0: Welcome to the Wisdom Club podcast, where we talk to inspirational business leaders in our community that inspire us to lead a life full of wisdom and build a business that's worthy of our wildest dreams. I'm your host, Leo Chen. I'm a tech entrepreneur, real estate advisor, and investor located right here in sunny coastal Orange County, California. And the goal of this podcast is to expand your mind and share what's possible. Okay, let's rock and roll. Let's rock. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wisdom Club podcast, and I am super excited this morning because we have the amazing Raquel Quinnet um, on here with us, and um, she's got so much to share with us, with us in life and in business. And um, I'm just uh, been looking forward to this for quite a long time. Um, her and I have been in masterminds together, and have um, very high level mutual friends. Uh, real estate agents, real estate uh, team builders and leaders, and I am uh, just uh, very grateful for her to take the busy uh, time of the season and her busy life out to uh, do this with us. Uh, good morning, Raquel.
1: Good morning, and thank you for letting me be on your show.
0: Of course, of course. Um, you know, I um, I know a little bit about you, um, but um, I want to kind of just for all those people out there listening to kind of get a, you know, 10,000 foot level, you know, about you and uh, get a sense of who you are and kind of uh, what your mission here, you know, in life, as well as kind of, you know, where you're from and things like that and what, you know, drove you to be where you are today.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. That's a a, que- a loaded question, right? Um, and so I was actually born in the Bay Area in Oakland, California. I'm actually now here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been in real estate for 23 years, and I've done everything from investing to building my first team in California, to building a mortgage company, to after eight years, relocating to Arizona and going through a transition in a market. And when we got here, it was a recession, but I took on an office and was a recruiter or CEO for Keller Williams. It was a failing brokerage at the time. We turned it around and it became one of the top 10 market centers in all of 700 offices at the time. So that put me on the map for like leadership opportunities. So typically we here that i'm leaving my job to go start a business and i was actually the opposite i started two businesses before getting recruited to corporate and then from there i had my second child and so i took some time off from the office i had 300 agents at the time that's where like i really found the passion uh, to really coach people and see their potential even in a recession of like what was possible and we built our second team in Arizona. We took that team into 23 markets. We, it it's called Real Estate Expansion. We were pioneering it because there was no other teams that were doing it. So we were kind of like writing the book and I was just studying other industries. And I remember when we hit $10 million in GCI, it was like, wow, this is actually a model. And I didn't know that it was a thing. Um, from there, I got recruited into prop tech and was a chief revenue officer for a startup. And so that gave me um, the tech background, dealing with engineers, looking at how hard it is actually to build an app or build a platform. And then I started consulting after that. And today I coach and consult agents and online businesses who want to scale to seven or eight figures. And my mission in life really is to inspire people to play bigger. I think anybody can think bigger, but when you play bigger, there's action behind it. And when you take massive action, you inspire others to do the same and you actually stand in your power.
0: Wow. I mean, um, I, I think everybody out there who just heard that, like, I want to be that (laughs) I want to do that. Um, but uh, uh there's there's a lot I mean we, you crunch many many years you know of experience in that you know uh, literally 20 seconds and so um, I want to just you know I'll, I'll tell you what came to my mind was you know when you said hey we took a team that was failing okay and we came up with a model and we were able to scale that to 23 markets what what was that like and what you know take us to you next know, go back in time and take us through kind of that that thought process and stuff like that because all of us um, we all want to build a, a bigger business and we all want to be able to kind of you know uh go viral if you will in business you know and and blow up and uh, it sounds like that that that's exactly what it was. And so uh, very few of us uh, get to experience that you know in our lifetimes and all of us strive to do that. So what was that like?
1: So first thing is I'm one of those people that says, if you tell me it can't be done, I'm going to try to find a way and say, watch me like it's going to be done. So when the, and that first happened when I was in college, you know, and I got my license, they're like, you can't do both. And I was like, watch me. And that's how the whole team concept came about. I was one of the first teams in the Bay area to build it um, because I was going to school and I needed my clients to be serviced. So then when I got to Arizona, I took a failing brokerage. They were losing so much money and it was in the t- in the worst time from 2007 to 2010, right? That was when the market crashed and agents didn't know. So I, I'm the new girl that comes into this office. They're losing people. People are not producing because they came off of a hot market. Kind of like a little bit of what we're experiencing today is that some of the agents actually we're in a hot market and they don't know what it's like to have a seller conversation when the house isn't selling. So I knew quickly that we needed education in that office. We needed to figure out where the opportunities were in this market, because this is a brand new market for me. Um, and ha- every day there was listings that were still popping up. And so how do we get those listings to actually be from our office? And so I thought, you know what, the best thing I can do for these agents, even though they were like losing their house, the cars were getting repossessed is I've got to stabilize or I've got to get them their skills that they need for this next market.
0: Wow. Uh, I mean, we have some parallels here, right? Like everybody is feeling that same kind of thing. Like, well... Uh, you know market slowing down Uh, the news is all telling us it's going to crash Um, there's a lot of contraction in the economy and businesses are you know large businesses online businesses amazon apple facebook all laying off and things like that like we we it's like a it's like a a wound open back up you know again for for so many people and so they can definitely relate that and so so going in there you know uh, yourself and kind of what 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 could what kind of mindset did you have now that you've gone through that once and came out you know so you know amazingly on the other side what would you say to those people that are kind of feeling that at, the, at this moment
1: That there's opportunities in every market. And I wasn't willing to take no for an answer. I was young. I was 25 running an office of people that were twice my age and where I didn't have credibility. They were like, I think you're too, they, I mean, flat out told me, I think you're too young to run this office. Cause they were already feeling it before I got there that. And I said, I don't know if they made a mistake, but let's see how we roll. And so I just knew that if I can impact at least one person or our top agent. So when I got to the office, I started talking to the agents first and I went top down. I was like, who are my people here? And we just, and I would say the mindset that you have to have is there's opportunity in everything. I'm actually excited. And I tell our clients this, that we consult, like this is opportunity time. This is market share time. If you were smart about it, there is opportunity everywhere. It's how you actually look at it. If you think that it's doom and gloom, if I would have thought, hey, we're getting foreclosure notices left and right, my whole neighborhood, there was probably two people on our street that actually kept their houses out of, you know, 30 houses on the street, right? And so you can buy into the story or you can create your own story. And I knew that that's not how this story was going to end. I just knew and maybe call it naive, but I just knew that I was like, no, I'm not going to allow this to fail. I got this baby and I felt like it was like my child. I was like, I'm going to help these agents become successful.
0: Yeah. So, so that's, that's really the key, right? The the key mindset is your, how's your outlook on things, you know, and where can you position yourself and then have an attitude of like, Hey, we can't, there's no fail. We're we're going to, we're going to go at this and we're going to find a way. And um, I think a lot of people can, you know, relate to that um, because, I have people telling me like, hey, we bought a home, you know, a year ago, two years ago, and it was great, but maybe we bit off more than we can chew. And here we're, you know, one of us is losing a job or things like that. And so, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we all have to just be resourceful, but then have a really good mindset because that's going to really carry you through. You can do so much, but if your mindset's not there, you won't do any of it.
1: Hundred percent true. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so
0: it's kind of the inside out, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, once you guys were able to scale that business to twenty three markets. What was that that office actually? Mm -hmm.
1: So that office just stayed the office. Okay. So we just took that office and we became one of the top 10. So I started recruiting people. People were landing in our office because we were now the new kid on the block, Mm -hmm. right? We had number one market share. They're like, what's happening? They got a new leader. It's fun, right? I just had to turn the environment around. Like every team meeting, instead of it being doom and gloom, I was like, no, we're blasting music we're calling yes. everybody <laughs> this is going to be a party and we're going to learn about short sales and reos yeah. right and so like and i bring guest speakers into my office people outside of keller williams i bring remax i mean i was like this is about community this is where we hold our hands together and no agents left behind in this market because we're stronger right. together right. so now after i left that ceo role to spend time with my second child is that's when I couldn't sit for very long as a mom. So I don't know if there's many moms that are listening is I give it up to all the stay at home moms because I tried that for six months and I was like, I can't do this. So I took that baby and I was going into properties <laughs> and I was a carrier. And so as scared as I was, I didn't have a database here in Arizona. I didn't have any friends or family. I had no network except for my agents in the office. And so we built our, our next team um, uh, in Arizona. So then when we did that and we also started getting more market share, we started farming. And then once we knew that we could build that, that quickly. Um, so I think my first year after leaving that role as a solo agent, I sold 253 homes. I actually got to walk on Keller Williams stage mm-hmm. and people said, how did you do it? You became resourceful when you're selling properties at $50,000 and your commission's 500 or a thousand, you can't hire people at $10 or $12 at the time. So I actually learned the game of virtual assistance. I was like, how do I hire virtual assistants? How do I lead them? How do I create systems in my business? Because we have all these properties. So we got accounts, we got REO accounts and I was kind of late to the game but I knew that there was always opportunity. Yeah. So then we took that and then we went into the retail side of it because REOs quickly died. And then that's when we took that real estate team into different markets. So I opened up locally first, it was Glendale, Scottsdale and Chandler. And then I went to Vegas and then I took that all the way across the country to like, as far as, uh, um, Baltimore and Atlanta, I think were our furthest ones.
0: Well, if I didn't know any better, I would say you had single-handedly revived our whole economy, <laughs> you know, bringing those, uh homes, the market and getting them resold and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, congratulations on that. And um, it just speaks a lot about you and a lot about what you, you know, have to offer as a person. It's something that you, you know, done yourself that anybody can do if they had the knowledge, if they had the right access um, to things and um, have a strong mindset, you know, and, you know, we talk about strong mindset all the time, but it, it isn't something that, you know, you're just either born with or you're not born with. It's actually, you know, processes and knowledge that we can give you. A lot of us, when we were young, we were told the wrong things, so we kind of beat ourselves up with it, and so we never had a strong mindset. That doesn't mean we can't think in a different way and help help in that in that sense. Um, uh, what What are your thoughts, you know, around that? Because you obviously have a very very strong mindset and work ethic, and if you had somebody that came from you know a, a background where they didn't they weren't around a lot of people that was you know doing great things and were beneficial for them. but this is the time that they can you know maybe do that. What would you say to those type of people?
1: So when I when I tell my kids is that there's two things that you can control in life. It's your mindset and the effort you put in, whether it's school, academics, sports or anything like that. And I will say that my mindset wasn't as strong as you probably see it today. It's going through a lot of failures that made me stronger. And I believe that there is gifts in everything that you do. You know, I am a recovering perfectionist, right? 4.0 students, so like when I was growing up. But I think that when you start to fail and you feel faster, or like I like to say, you feel forward, you start to actually, it's like a muscle. You start to build like, okay, it's not as difficult during the time I was going through some of those things. It was difficult, but there's something on the other side of it. There's always, you know, there's always a person, a connection, a book that you can read, a podcast that you can now listen to that can help you with that mindset. So. Some of the things that I do even still today, because, you know, there's imposter syndrome. There's like, who am I to be doing this podcast with Leo? Right. Um, And so I think it's just really meditation. It's, It's having your routine. It's like, what do you want to accomplish for the day? And what do you think might get in the way? And then what's the belief that you're going to adopt? It's the same thing that I tell my kids when they're about to go against big competition and they're the young person or they're playing two grades up is like, what's the opportunity that you get to do? Stop thinking about what you're scared about, but like what's the opportunity? You get to play with these amazing talented basketball players and you get to work on your craft. You get to go up against the best competition. And that just makes you a better player.
0: Yeah. That's that's a you know, great, great answer to that. And, you know, um, I think uh, people are, you know, always looking up to, you know, people like you who have done all of that stuff. And, um, one thing that came to mind was, uh, you know, uh, people say failure, the word failure, and it's such a negative con- connotation. So I like to turn that around and say, it's really just an experiment.
1: Failure is <laughs> yeah. feedback
0: right? Feedback. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Various feedback. Our good friend, um, William Branham taught us that. And um, so exactly. And um, you really, it's just, you're just trying something. Hey, let's see what happens and have a curiosity about it. So that's obviously one of the, you know, I think a good reminder, and I believe a requirement for for people to continue to grow and build and be able to scale. And um, so uh, speaking of scale, though, um, that is one of the big things that um, you do um, in your coaching practice as well as your uh, entrepreneurship uh, you know world and life that you you carry throughout. Um, you do masterminds, you do uh, uh, live events where you are, we're constantly talking about how can we do more than just what we can do on ourselves. And you touched on that a little earlier, how to leverage having assistants and, you know, virtual assistants and whatever it takes so that you can, you know, multiply yourself by 10 by 100, so that, you know, we can do more of what we want to do, you know, at a very high level. So you talk to a lot of Uh, agents and coaches and team leaders and all that kind of stuff about that. Uh, What what do you think are, you know, what do people need, you know, to to scale?
1: Um, I think scale is different for every single person, because I think that when we look at like models, those are a model, but sometimes they may not work for you. And I think one of my gifts when I look back at this year, because we were reflecting on some of our clients and how they've 10X their business is I'm able to see what their zone of genius is and build something that helps them be in their zone of genius because, and then we hire around the gaps. So I say that there's five, we have a framework of there's five C's to scaling a business and it could be any business. The first C is clarity. You actually want to know where you want to scale to because scale looks different for a lot of different people, right? They could be scaling a product, they could be scaling the team, they could be scaling their systems. Scale that, that word means something different to everybody. So clarity is number one, is your first C. Number two, I always look at what's the capacity of the CEO or this visionary. Right. If I even give them strategies and their schedule is back to back or they don't have time, they have they will never have time to implement. So what is the capacity? And then the third is what's the core foundation they already have in their business? How does the business make money? Because I'm all about scaling revenue first, because you can't have profit without revenue, right? And so, and revenue gives us options. So what do they have as far as their core foundations in the business that work really well? Then whatever is missing, we create machines. So that's our fourth C. And then Our last C is collaboration. You can't coach yourself. Sometimes you can't see your own blind spot. So like we like to say what's working, what's not working, what's missing. And that's like the whole collaboration piece.
0: Great. So um, everybody, you know, take notes. And uh fill your gaps and uh, talk to Raquel because uh, she basically gave you you know the exact it's you know favorite. roadmap to do that. And that uh, you just need a lot of support around each one of those, uh, because you can't, you know, necessarily you know do it yourself. And so um I think it's amazing. And so do you, you you talk to a lot of people, so they're coming to you for uh for different things, for whatever's going on. What what's the what are people saying about uh why? You know why they want to scale i mean let's just take the most people start have this dream like oh you know what i want to start a business i get a boutique uh you know shop here and i want to be a mom and pop this and you know uh you know i can just be an agent with the you know small team and you know that kind of stuff and um by the time they come to you they know they have issues that they can't be everywhere. They can't do everything. And what, what are some of the, you know, whys that people are com, coming to you with, you know, when they, you know, run into that and how do you kind of like give them the future, give them the roadmap to do that?
1: Yeah. So first, I think that scale is a sexy word. I barely hear like, <laughs> I want to grow my business. And like, when people it's like business me, porn, like, right? Yeah. I think that like, <laughs> There's a difference between growth and scale, right? There's also a difference between startup, your growth, the maturity and expansion in a business, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I understand like all the different phases and like, we just got to figure out what you really mean. That's why I say clarity. Like, what do you mean by scale? And sometimes bigger is not always better, right? And especially in today's market, just because you have more people, if you don't have the capacity to manage and lead people, that thing will fall apart. So sometimes you can scale with automation. You can scale more production by elimination. Sometimes scale means that not adding something, but taking things off your plate. And so when people come to me and they say like, hey, I want to scale. That's why I always say my first C is like, what does that mean? Clarity. Yeah. Right. And when they have problems or they have issues, it gets discovered really quickly right? When you tell me the problem or when you tell your coach or your consultant, the problem, they're able to help you and fix it. But if you say that everything's great, then what do you need them for? When we know as consultants or coaches, like there's a reason why you're coming today, it's not working or it's hitting a ceiling. And so how do we break through that ceiling? And sometimes it's actually even the CEO's mindset and adopting a behavior or upgrading their, what I like to say, their operating system, just like telephones and cell phones, you get Software updates all the time. And as we head into 2023, is what are we doing in our operating system that we're upgrading? What habits are we going to upgrade? What do we actually need to eliminate? It's it looks so different if you're going to scale from six figures to multiple six to seven to seven to eight. That looks very different, even in mindset-wise.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I think you're absolutely right. Like without without knowing what you're playing with, like what can what are you going to do? Right. You know, without knowing what's on the dinner table, you don't know what you're going to eat. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, simple, simple stuff like that, you know, kind of get uh, people caught up because they have all these things being bombarded on a daily basis. They can't stand back and say, Hey, what, what am I working with here? Um, and so, um, those are all, you know, super, you know, great tips. I, I think if anybody, uh, would just, you know, listen that listen to that back. They can kind of self-diagnose a little bit, you know, about kind of what do they need to tackle first? And without clarity, uh, it's very difficult. Uh, one of the things that we we're, we're, we all learn, and I learned this later, is that uh, we can't figure everything out ourselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So yeah. I know this is the big thing for you, you know, as well. Um, you know, you recently talked about, you know, having different coaches for different things, for different aspects of your life They're, for a different aspect of your business. Can you talk talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I invest, I've always believed in coaching. I don't think I'd be here today or um, even in any of our business. I remember my very first coach was Mike Ferry, right? And I remember at 19, I was like $1,000. Like that's more than my rent. That's more than my car payment. And that's more than my expenses at the time. But as soon as I did it, I was held accountable to that. I bet it on myself. So when I think about like some of the investments that we made this year is yes, they're going to be expensive, but they're also going to come with a lot of strategy that you probably didn't. And you'll be able to grow faster that you didn't know. And you'll be able to scale faster. And so in my world today, or if I look at this past year is I have a, I had a health coach um, that gave me the data I'm really big and probably 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, I was very emotionally driven because I led with my heart and now it's like, I could look at data and I didn't know that that I really even applied to health. Like, I mean, as far as monitoring your HRV. So like when I travel, I know the impact that it does to my body. I know that when I don't get sleep, how that impacts how I show up for my team Um, And so I have a health coach. I also have a community. I used to have a trainer that kept me accountable because sometimes we get tired. So my mindset isn't always right at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. So I have people that hold me accountable for the goals that I actually want to achieve. And today I think I work out more so for energy and for more impact so that I can show up in the way of giving value to people like That are listening to this. And I also have a business coach. I am really in a lot of different masterminds. I think masterminds are amazing because I get to meet people like Leo that I probably wouldn't have met in a one on one coaching relationship. Um, And I think that um, masterminds, you're able to see some of the questions that you didn't think of or know of. So, like in a one on one, you're like, what do I ask my coach? In a mastermind, you're actually listening to other people. Like, wow, they built their business that way, or wow, they did this on YouTube, or wow, they got this email list. How did they do that? Right. You're also expanding your network. I think when you're in a mastermind.
0: Yeah, and and knowing the possibilities, right? When you're in a mastermind, like everything opens up. Like, well, that person was able to do that. You know, Um, why can't I? Right, and without that reflection, it's very difficult, and that's why that's why I'm I'm always telling you know not not only business partners, referral partners, and clients, because you know as in real estate when we have clients, we're saying, oh my God, interest rates are so high, I can't afford this, I can't afford that, but I said, well, you can't afford not to because you know these uh, prices are running away from you. You know, mm-hmm. I have people who literally talked to me three, four or five years ago about buying a home and, you know, they just kind of drag their feet Oh, we're going to wait for this to happen. We're going to wait for that to happen. And the next thing you know, you know, it's 45%, you know, more than it was at, at that time. And we say, Hey, you know, the, the key here is, you know, get your foot in the door. Doesn't have to be perfect. I know this is gonna, you know, touch your perfection nerve, but you know hey let's you know let's do this and then um you know get you on your way because it's going to be a lot harder to make that that gap it just gets bigger and bigger
1: i call that the when i syndrome when yeah. i put this in place i'm going to do this when right. the interest rates come down i'm going to do this right and so you're always chasing that and you can never time it
0: right so um uh what i i want to segue here a little bit because I know everybody is thinking about this right now, entrepreneurs and um, average people, um, e- literally everybody, because we're at the end of 2022 here. And um, there is um, a lot of people, of course, closing out their year. Uh, it hasn't necessarily been the greatest year because the second half has really you know, economically uh, impacted a lot, a lot of people. Um, but as entrepreneurs, we are already have made a plan for next year um, but also, you know, have aspirations above and beyond that. Um, I know you got a lot going on in your world, you know, in, in personal and in family, friends, um, and the business that you're building. And you have a lot of people to take care of, right? You, When you're a coach, you got a lot of people to help and, you know, make sure all at the same time, um, it's not just yourself. And uh, that was the other thing I was going to say earlier was that, for some reason, it's easier for somebody else to tell you what to do that you pay them to do than for you to tell yourself what to do. Right. (laughs) So, so that was what I wanted to say about, you know, coaching. I didn't want to forget, but you have, a uh, you you have your podcast you have your masterminds uh, either online and live in person the events that you're doing are absolutely you know amazing um and then all the other you know private clients and things like that you have to deal with and you're helping them scale their business so it's a lot to deal with and i i'm just curious uh what next year you know looks like for you what are you looking to do how are you expanding because as we spoke in the beginning about how you you know took something and you duplicated and you had you know us uh, basically scaling the different markets for what you were able to do well and we are just you know, I'm sure everybody out there is curious what's Rookquel up to you know today and what's Roquel up to in the next uh, four quarters as we get into 2023
1: yeah I'm actually in the thick of like planning and so how I break out mm-hmm. my planning for 2023 and how I operate, I'm very intentional about my calendar. So even every single week, so I'll take the planning first. So what I did um, these last couple of days, and I'll take the next two weeks or the last two weeks of December off is I have some ideas of what we're going to do in 2023, but I think it's really important. So I broke down each quarter and I talked about like from Q1 what were, and I bullet pointed out, what were like some of the things that we really did good at in all of our companies, right? And what was the lesson? I love lessons. Like, would I do that again? What would I do differently? So I broke each quarter out. So what I thought was interesting when I was going through that exercise is like, wow, we could have saved even more money or we could have been even more profitable with this one thing. Um, And so for next year, I look at, you know, where does Raquel want to spend majority of her time, right? I look at lifestyle first because I do have a family. I am a wife and my kids' schedules are really, really busy. They travel for sports. And to me, I didn't build a business or any, like I didn't build companies to be handcuffed to them. You know, I never wanted to build a business where it took me away from what was most important, which is relationships and relationships with my family. So for me, it's I understand that Bryce, my oldest, only has two more years of high school. And so to me, that comes at the forefront of like, I want to make sure he, I'm at his games. I want to make sure I'm there for him. Even still today, like I think of family first and my mom actually was just diagnosed with cancer. So like, I want to make sure like, my my life is set up or our companies are set up where I have more flexibility versus like chasing the next goal or chasing the next big thing. So first I look at lifestyle and like, for me, I think next year, it's like where's more flexibility in my life um, just in case I have to take my my mom to the hospital or things like that. So I'm preparing for all of that already. And then I go through every single like thing. So the real estate team, the network, The coaching business and for next year, I know that we are going to be expanding into other coaches. I want to bring other coaches on um, because I want to create a bigger impact. I want to give more value. We're going to go deep into our masterminds. I believe in proximity and close communities. I'm big on communities. I'm big on relationships. I don't believe in transactional relationships in the coaching world. A lot of my clients, I can tell you that like one just had a baby, and it's like really cool that they actually tell their coach and they like they're at the hospital. And so, of course, like that means a lot to me that they see me not only as their coach, but as their partner and like somebody that they want to share, just like as a realtor, right? Like there's clients that you have that. Invite you to their wedding, that invite you to um, so many graduations. And it's like you're that person that, you know, had it not been for selling that home, you guys wouldn't have that relationship. So we take that very serious. So I think for next year, we're going to expand our coaching business for sure. We're going to have a real estate team locally. I'm finally going to rebuild a, a real estate team and our, my third one. Um, and we have a leader for that. And then we're building a network um, and we'll probably invest. Um, I'm big on, I mean, the reason why I got into real estate was to become an investor, not to actually be an agent. And so I think one of the things that was a big game changer for me this year is I joined wealth masterminds and we changed our CPA. We changed our uh, financial advisor. We changed some of the things and we also created some asset protection. And so I definitely want to have my hand in that investment space still.
0: Yeah, I and mean, that's a that's a big piece. I think always gets the uh gets the last look because you're so busy with everything else, but you forget to put things in place so that um, it allows it to uh, grow on its own. You know, almost. I mean, we all taught We're, we're taught when we're little, like, hey, you know. Money don't grow on trees, but it does when you invest, right? That's your tree. When trend, you invest
1: right. Right. That's right. yeah. <laughs> what you I right. to yeah, right Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, that's a it's a it's a lot on your plate. And I think um uh one thing that you know what you said was so important and it struck me um pretty hard is we all have this mindset of like, well, if you didn't have a family and kids and like you just work 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 i mean we we hear about that with people right uh, i'm i'm not going to get into a relationship right now because you know i've got a business to run and i'm doing this and doing that and um you know i'm working you know 16 hours a day you know because you know i love business and but when you have kids and, and just like you said with your with your son um you now have to optimize right you have to optimize the time you actually do have so that you can have time for you know your family. And when we're not given the opportunity to optimize, people don't optimize. And then so you know you're actually wasting more time than you realize because you didn't go in and say like, well, I could have done this. much less time and the same result or even better results because we structured it a certain way um, and it forces you to do that so life forces us to do that right Uh, we if we have certain kind of health issues which I know a lot of agents do you know with whatever it is that they got going on and you spoke about it too um, you know eating right sleeping right taking care of your heart and I can't tell you how much that's been a theme for Um, me, as as well as a lot of us that I know, is that, you know, your heart, when it's not, when you're stressed, your heart, you know, doesn't, you know, beat the right way, and all of the rest of your organs shuts down. Mm -hmm. It shuts down so that your heart, you know, needs whatever it needs to run, you know, your whole body. And so taking care of your heart is so important. We're all told when we're little, Hey, you know, I love you. This is my heart, you know, hey, you know, heart and all that stuff. But we don't realize till we're adults, how that part of it impacts so much of our lives with our emotions, you know, with our, uh, with our, you know, just our physical bodies, but then, you know, managing our mind to be able to do that. So um, that really stood out to me. Um, And so, uh, you know, lastly is just regarding, you know, uh, how you've laid out, you know, your your next year, you know, with you personally and with your businesses and still have, you know, more room to say, hey, I'm going to build another team, you know, <laughs> who's on board, who wants to come rah, rah, let's turn up the music, right? Um, so I I really, you know, appreciate that insight because I think people out there listening uh, get to have a chance to see a model that you've... Um, a, a refining model, if you will, um, of how you kind of think about things and, um, that you can play bigger, just like, just like, you know, the name of your podcast and business, um, to be able to do that. And we all can be reminded that of that every day. So, uh, those of you out there who are watching and listening, um, of course, all of her contacts and, um, uh, Instagram and all that stuff is out there. Um, if you want to uh, be reminded of how people are playing bigger, doing bigger things, and how to do that mindset, uh, Raquel's podcast is amazing. Just go there, listen to one a day, and your life will will change, you know, uh, pretty soon. And it's it's got over a hundred uh, episodes now. So um, do that if you haven't already, or if you don't know Raquel. Um, now, um, lastly, as, uh, as tradition to our podcast, we always ask our guests uh, as the one quote that uh, they would like to share with the world and why that's important to them. Uh, Raquel, would you like to share yours?
1: Yeah, it's don't hold yourself back from building what you were meant to build. I think that we all have something inside of us. We all have some dream and there's, it's there for a reason. And when we see things on social media, whether it's even sometimes like jealousy or envy, I think it's teaching you something inside of you that you've got something that you haven't unloaded or you haven't shown to the world. So I always say, you know, if it's in you, it's for you. If the vision's in you, it's for you. So There's never going to be a time, a perfect time to start that business, a perfect time to start that team, a perfect economy to scale your business. But if you just go and do it, you'll learn so much more. And I think what I've learned recently, and this was a big aha for me is sometimes we worry about so much about the outcome, but really the beautiful part is in the journey and who you get to become, who you get to become in this next market, who you get to become for 2023. How do you really want to show up? I think sometimes we go like, Hey, I want to hit, you know, a million dollars or I want to hit $10 million, you know, but like there's some why behind that. And I think that is actually more important than the number.
0: Yeah, we, we have, we definitely, you know, have to have a direction, right. Um, and but uh, what's important is what you are doing right now from moment to moment. And yeah. we have a direction and you have a, a plan to be able to do that and have support around you to enjoy that, you know, with you failure or not, you know, um, I, I love this everyone quote.
1: needs your gift, Leo.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody needs, you know, uh, all of our, you know, gifts that we You're were very
1: unique. Oh, so nobody is you, you. and right. so that's why I say you build what you were meant to build. Don't be yeah, afraid. And,
0: and and I'll just tack on that real quick. Is this a, a a life thing that I um I've shared from time to time? Is um I read this book called um uh, uh Love in the Time of Colorado. It was made in the movie. You know, it was a you know world famous best selling you know book, and um at one point. Uh, this guy he was just uh, you know lovesick he somebody that he loved that was going to be the love of his life was married to somebody else so he just threw himself into alcohol party women every single night and he would come home sick uh, to his mom and uh, just completely you know messed up and his mom would say this one quote enjoy it because it won't last forever so he's in this uttermost misery and she's saying enjoy it because that won't last forever you know so um so i think that that really brings it home is exactly you know what you said you know whatever you're going through enjoy it because you know that won't last forever mm-hmm. uh and then you're on to the next thing and you're trying to enjoy that so uh thank you raquel uh you're a just amazing amazing human being with a lot of wisdom uh to share with everyone and i just can't wait uh, to see what you do in 2023 Um, Thank you, everybody. Uh, We'll close out here. And uh, I I appreciate Raquel for being here. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And if you um, uh, want to uh, uh, listen to the replay, it'll be on on my podcast uh, probably here in January. Thank you, Raquel.
1: Thank you so much. So grateful for you. So grateful for the opportunity. And can't wait to play bigger with you in 2023.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to receive notifications of all new episodes and please give us a positive review. And if you want to hang out with us live, check out our YouTube channel where you can continue the conversations with me and our guests.